And welcome to Fifth Draw Wild, everybody. I'm your host, Matt, and uh, this week we're joined by returning guest, Riley. Riley, welcome back. Oh, well, thank you for having me. It's my life's dream to eventually beat Jake. I know that's a tall order, but one day. Whoo! I mean, one look, day. Listen, he's putting some mileage on the belt, so... He is, but that's just going to make it all the sweeter when someone sneaks up from behind him and takes it. I, I'm going to have to make this like a hardcore title, I think, where it's just <laughs> constantly on the line. It, my my dream is that eventually Fist Draw Wild will just stop being an interview show and really just become like a wrestling promotion with an interview <laughs> show that happens kind of around it. <laughs> that's a good That's a good podcast. There's not another podcast like that. I mean, that would certainly be a good gimmick, right? Yeah, no other shows have storylines. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for uh, Fifth Draw Wrestling. Uh, we'll see. That's still FDW. I can still bring that. Uh, yeah, that works. So, Riley, what are we talking about today? Well, before we've talked about Wonderful Robins, and so now we're kind of scaling that up a little bit. We're going straight on and talking about the big bad bat himself, but we're talking about his animated appearances. Yes. We are delving into the Dark Knight himself with, uh, and, and listen, I don't think anyone's going to be surprised to hear that we're going to talk about Batman the Animated Series during this. And then my favorite Batman animated series, Batman Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I, listen, we're, we're talking about some real good stuff today. I don't, I honestly don't think that there's... A downside, really, on any of these. Um, oh, of course. So we've got a we've got an interesting conversation ahead of us. So Riley, let's just dive right in. What is the first thing we're talking about? First thing that we have on our on our list is the one that I had the least experience with, and that is the Batman, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was a 2004 series. Or was it 2014? Oh, I'm not. I, I don't have a whole lot of experience with this one either. Like I know it existed, and I know it's not the animated series. Let's see here. The Batman... The Batman... I can't look up the Batman animated series. That's an actual thing. 2004 to 2008 is when this series was out. So it looks like it's just after the 90s when the BTAS happened. Yeah, this was the like the next one. Yeah. Um, I watched an episode this morning. Uh, it was, of course, I, I, I like Google best episodes and I saw, oh, Flying Grace, it's a click. I like, mean, anything with Robin in it, it's probably going to be good. Exactly. I'll watch every form of a Robin origin I can. And this one did it pretty interesting. I, I will the the face of Batman, of Bruce in this one, he has a different voice than I'm accustomed to, which was all made more clear because the voice they got for John Grayson was uh, Kevin Conroy. Okay. So that kind of threw me for the loop. I'm like, no, that's it. That's him, though. That's the one. That's the one I need. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know why they chose to not to not have Kevin Conroy be Batman because Kevin Conroy is Batman forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's actually. I believe that was George Clooney in uh, Batman oh, Forever. We don't talk about those movies <laughs> in this house. Uh, we, we, that or the the other one. We don't we don't talk about those. Oh, we all okay. I'll keep it quiet. I apologize for breaking the quorum. <laughs> Rude. Um, we talk about good things here, or occasionally bad things that need to be laughed at. Good things that need to be have their attention drawn to them. Not, yeah. not tired, tired Batman jokes. Yes. Um, anyway, 
what I liked about the Batman and their portrayal of Batman and Bruce is that like when uh it had Bruce at the uh, at you know Kaylee's circus when the Graysons go down and um his first thing like he immediately like looks from the parents up to Robin and then locks into Robin and then he's at the funeral and he immediately he comes up and he's like how are you holding up and like the and Dick's like you know it's not fair like I'm everyone says I'll get better I don't feel like I'm getting better and like he looks to him and looks at the graves and like Dick's crying and not looking at him and Bruce stares at these graves and for a second it looks like he's gonna cry which is like that's really big for a cartoon in the 2004 about like a male like a male series to have like the hero almost cry that's dope that's really good and like he flashes to see the graves as Wayne so it's like a good characterization of Batman and like from what I was seeing, like, the show is very 60s-like, right? Like, did you see that? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like, the theme was very, like, kind of pulpy and fun, and, like, it looked like there was a lot of, like, kind of sillier gadgets from, like, the the opening sequence I saw. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely a different thing entirely. Yeah, it's a whole different beast. And just judging by that Grayson's episode... It's definitely something worth digging into a little bit. I know their Joker was very... It was a well, rapidly different take on the Joker, which I guess you had to do coming right off the edge of uh, the animated series and all that. Yeah, you can't... It's... That's that's definitely... They, they, they made that deliberate choice like, okay, we're not doing that again because we can't touch that. Yeah. So... Different Batman, different Joker, different plays on everything. Like even even just such a vast departure on the art style. Like this is a this is a weird looking season or series. Bruce out Bruce in the costume looks pretty good. Yeah, Bruce outside of the costume is so weird to look at. Like he (laughs) looks more like what I would imagine Nightwing would look like. Yeah, yeah, it's um. They kind of went for that, like, younger Batman, too, which is weird. Yeah. It was quite quite the decision-making. And, like, I'm looking at the uh, cast list now. Uh, Reno Romano was Bruce Wayne. I don't know who that is. Who's this gentleman? Has this person done anything that I know I'm, of? I'm, look- I'm looking now. He's in Skylanders and Curious George. He's okay. the narrator in Curious George. Okay, but for reals, though, <laughs> he did Iron Eagle 4. Oh, jeez. Apparently, I just need to do, like, an episode of Fifth Draw that's uh, Top Gun and then all the Iron Eagle movies. <laughs> because. Oh, I, I've never. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I'm going to be frank. I have not seen Top Gun. You've seen Iron Eagle, though, right? Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry oh. to let you down like this in a public forum. Oh, Riley. Okay. <laughs> Now, okay, so so Iron Eagle, we're gonna deviate here real fast. I'm sorry, <laughs> but this has to be covered. Iron Eagle is an '80s movie where uh, uh Air Force brat kid, his okay. dad gets captured somewhere in some vaguely Middle Eastern enemy country, or I guess communist at that mm-hmm. time, <laughs> whatever America's enemy was at the time. <laughs> uh, and so the Air Force just like writes him off, and the kid's like, no. I'm an ace fighter pilot, even though I'm not in the Air Force. I'm going to steal a fighter plane with the help of an Air Force dude, and I'm going to go rescue my dad somehow. What? What are you saying? 
he, he's a kid, though, right? Yeah, he's a high schooler. No, that's dumb. That's good. I like that. Go watch Iron Eagle, everybody. It's real great. Um, I did not know they made three others. Oh, that's it's like it's the Rocky of its time. Uh, apparently, uh, Luke uh, Luke Gossett Jr. is in it. Louis Gossett Jr. is in it, and all four of them, which is just spectacular. Anyways, we're talking about Batman today. <laughs> we are, we're talking about the Batman. Uh, did you watch any episodes of uh, the of the Batman? Of not of the Batman. No, uh, I've watched a bunch of episodes of all the others we're talking about, but not this one. <laughs> all right. Well, then I would suggest going in and at least checking out that episode, A Matter of Family. Okay. Um, because yeah, it, it like the the way they portray Bruce in it, and like I know this isn't a uh, Dick Grayson podcast, but uh, the way they portray Dick is really great too, because they show him really teetering on that line of like he's a kid and he just parents just died and he he might go dark, and Bruce and Alfred are the only ones like kind of like are the ones ensuring he doesn't. Like it's really great. I like it a lot. Okay, I can dig that. That's really great. Yeah. And now since I, I don't think either of us have much more to say on this, I think we. We have one coming up next that is, uh, it's the big one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We're going we're gonna to have some fun with this one. <laughs> yeah. This is obviously, obviously, Batman the Animated Series. Bataz, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if you exist in this world and you enjoy Batman and you have not watched the Animated Series, but why, though? <laughs> it, it it is like the um obviously the core of what people really hear as Batman, hear as Joker. They it's got Mark Hamill, our boy Luke Skywalker, as the Joker, and like the way they. I don't know if you uh, knew about this. I I did a lot of uh, listening to old Batman on Batman's so the Kevin Smith podcast, and uh-huh. they're talking to um the uh one of the showrunners of of uh, Batman the Animated Series. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he worked on Tiny Toons first. That's how he got to do Batman the Animated Series. Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm pulling up his name right now. And, like, the the first thing they did was that uh, intro sequence that we saw. That, you know, you see every time with the red background, black sky. Because, like, everything they did on that show, they drew it all on, like, a black paper instead of the white paper. So that's what gives everything that underlying just super dark. Okay. That's interesting. That's, like, so cool to me. It's so enjoyable because of the way that it paints everything in that film noir. Like, in a time when cartoons usually didn't get that dark, like, this one did. Yeah, no, this was, like, this this show, the animated series, did not shy away from real serious themes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was a brutal show. Yeah. And... I think I think a big part of that was that they let the Joker off the hook, mm-hmm. in a in yeah. a really real way. They were just like, "No, nah, no, nah, man, you go do you. You're mm-hmm. gonna be the Joker, so you're gonna murder a lot of people. <laughs> this is gonna be a large amount of killing." Like one thing that's interesting is Mark Hamill when he uh, auditioned for that role of the Joker. I guess he was auditioning for uh, not Trickster, uh, Mister Freeze. He did a Mister Freeze audition. And then came out after that and was just and they were like, "What if you gave a quick run on this gentleman here?" And and listen, it goes down in history after that. It's so very very good. Um, I love that they upgrade to Nightwing in that, as we could expect that I would love. 
the only my only major beef with Batman the Animated Series, and I guess this might just end up being a Paul Dini beef, is I don't like the Barbara Gordon uh Batman relationship dynamic. I don't like that they're like interested in each other. That feels kind of grody to me. Yeah, and that falls over into that one of the newer animated movies that they released recently. Yeah. Uh, the Killing Killin Joke, Joke, where it was almost just a blatant sexual relationship, which was mm. real uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like that. I like the parental, not parental, but I like the mentorship thing. Like, I feel like Bar- Babs doesn't have to be, like, interested in Bruce to, like, respect crime. She just yeah. wants to fight crime and wants to do it under Batman's thing. Like, her, besides, besides the uh, Barbara Gordon and Dick Grayson relationship is one of the best relationships of all time. And so to take that and give it to, like, the older man is not great for me. I don't enjoy that as much. But everything else about that series is awesome. Have you seen the, um, God, this is all this is going to be, isn't it? The Dick Grayson episode where he breaks off into Nightwing. It starts off with Nightwing and uh, Tim Drake Robin fighting. And Tim's like, well, where have you been? Why are you hanging out in Bloodhaven all the time? And then he, Dick goes back and tells the story of when he left Bruce. Oh, yeah. No, it's a really good episode. I, I think it's probably one of the best just outright stories of why mm. they don't work together as partners anymore. We're going to get to it in a little bit. There's another one that Brave and the Bold does that I don't think is quite as good. Mm-hmm. I get that. I get that. Like, the like the Batman the Animated Series that was willing to take it where, like, Dick punches Bruce out, and that's always my jam. <laughs> Any one of those interactions that ends with Dick punching Bruce, like, I feel like he should. Like, it makes me very happy. I think that happens in Nightwing Year One, too. Like, in the oh. comic. Oh, oh yeah, it, the, that that moment in every single one of those stories where Dick has just had it with Batman's crap is yep. always, always a really good moment. Just because it's like, yeah, he's literally the only human on Earth besides Alfred who could get away with this. Mm-hmm. It's just he's done with his. <laughs> like, just yeah. open up, Bruce. Um, the the uh, another great thing that that show did besides you know introducing every. Introducing, like, the rest of the villains, too. Like, everyone talks about the Joker with it, but, like, it really did wonders for, um, Cap- for, uh, Captain Cold, Jeezy Keats, Mr. Freeze, and Clayface, and the Penguin. Like, that did show did so much in, in way of, like, right, raising up Batman's huge rogues gallery and showcasing why each of them are awesome. Why, oh, like, it, there are so many interesting ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even better, like, we got Harley out of this show. Yeah, Harley was created by these creators. It's hard to imagine the DC world without her now. Mm-hmm, exactly. Like it, Harley Quinn is such a uh, important connection to the uh, DC mythos that imagining a world where like that impact wasn't made like is crazy. And how cool is that as like a creator, as a uh, like as like a TV show maker to then have something from your show just be like. Yeah, no, that canon now. That's that's factual. Harley Quinn is real. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and mm-hmm. like we we see, there's so many seeds of where where she is now as a character are planted in those initial episodes where she shows up. Like all of it, even her even her face turns is like planted in that. It it all already existed, which is like the coolest thing. Like it's 
And and let's be clear, let's be clear, kids. If if you look at Batman or at uh, Harley, I was about to say Batman and Joker, and that's a whole different conversation. But if you look at uh, Harley and Joker's relationship, and you see a relationship goal there, maybe 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 look at your relationship. Yeah, that's bad. That's one of those things that's grown out of like recent times, where like not recent times, but like the uh, current like fetishization of it is kind of super gross because Harley and Joker are a bad couple. It is incredibly abusive. And hey, kids, if you're listening right now, you don't have to live with that. You can do better. Do not live with that. It's, it's very bad. Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the cast list right now, and I remember as a kid, um, me and my cousin were always, like, scared of Two-Face episodes. It's, like, why he's one of our favorite villains is because he is so frightening as Harvey in that. Like, it's just such, like, a hard turn and, like, the gross blue skin and, like, the big white hair, like, it's really terrifying. Like I said, this show gets dark, and a lot of that is down to the actors that portray it. Because they don't they don't try to make jokes out of their presentation of it. They're just like, here's the raw emotion, kids. Mm-hmm. Yep, take it. Yeah. What a very good show. I'm looking at its IMDb right now. I'm just like, <laughs> man. It's one of those things I'm just so happy for. Yeah, I'm, again, I don't think we can emphasize this enough. Just, uh, if you haven't watched this series... Go do that. Oh, hot, hot, hot new trivia, which I don't think you may, which you may not know. Oh, you know, the, there was originally a different voice cast as the Joker. Oh, no. Um, well, that gentleman was Tim Curry as the Joker. After he recorded four episodes, his take on the role was deemed to be too scary. So the decision was made to recast. And they got Mark Hamill, who does the scariest Joker of all time? Yeah. So imagine how scary Tim Curry's was, my friend. I really want Tim Curry Joker now. Oh, and we can't ever have it. Yeah, I'm, I, the, the tapes have to exist somewhere. I just made myself sad. Oh. Oh, oh dear. God, yeah. And, like, apparently not only Harley was created for this show, but so was Renee Montoya. And Renee is fantastic. Oh, I didn't um, know that she came out of this show. That's... Oh, what an awesome character. Yeah. Oh, now here here, here it is for, like, my trivia hour where I just keep throwing stuff at you. Because, like, boy, like, I love this. I love learning stuff about this. Like, uh, the Kevin Smith's podcast, Batman on Batman, the earlier episodes had a lot of interviews with people from this show. And they just would talk at length about, like, why, like, what, what everything is from. Like, what decisions were made and how these things came out the way they were. Like, ugh. Originally, Al Pacino was offered the role of Two Face. Yeah, that's real weird. <laughs> I it'd be good, like that's that's interesting. It, yeah, you no, know, that's absolute. That's very interesting, but I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, well, yeah, basically, Tat B Taz is fantastic. I've never seen Mask of the Phantasm, the mu- the movie that spun out of it. It's a uh, it's strange. Yeah. But uh, apparently it's it's like one of the most loved animated movies, so... Yeah, I hear a lot about it, but I also know that there's a lot of people that love only Batman the Animated Series and will, like, will refuse to watch stuff outside of it, so that's always, like, kind of soiled my, like, perception of what that movie might be like, but I just gotta watch it. I just gotta sit down and actually watch it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's real great. It's, um... Guys, go watch this movie. Go watch this show. Yes. Very much so. It's outstanding to take in. So here is the next thing. We have on our list, we have another uh, series intersecting. I think we should go straight to Beyond. 
Yes. Let's yes. yeah, that ties in real nicely. Let's do that. Because yeah, what makes sense about Batman is he grows up old and he grows up alone and people are the people that he had in his life have left him because he's pushed him away. And that's led to a point where he has to keep fighting and keep fighting, and eventually his body starts giving out. So he builds a suit to help him fight even more. And that works for a hot second. That works for a while. Until one day a criminal gets the drop on him and Bruce is about to get taken out. So he picks up the gun from the ground and holds it at the guy and the criminal runs away. And Bruce is so broken that he had to use a gun, like threaten to use a gun, that he gives up the Batman mantle. And he isn't ha- doesn't have it for years until he is replaced, until he comes across a wonderful, wonderful lad named Terry McGinnis. Yes. Who is fantastic. Voiced by Will Friedle. Yes. Eric Matthews. Exactly. Unstoppable. Yes. Just one of the best voice actors of He's all so time. He's so good. Kashaw from Critical Role. He is outstanding. And my favorite thing, like, this is the show I watched a lot growing up. I watched, like, BTS when I was super, super young. But Beyond was while I was, like, cognizant and growing. I would come home from school, and in between my grandma's soaps, I would get to sit down and watch Batman Beyond, and then she would continue watching her soap operas after that. Yeah, like, no, Beyond is, Beyond, I think, was, like, I grew up with animated series as my, should have been my show, and it kind of was, but... Beyond was where I really got hooked into Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a legacy show, and that is, that's my... That is, uh, wait, we can't swear on here, can we? It's A-OK, I have a, I have a special chocobo noise for that now. Oh, outstanding. <laughs> that is my stuff. I love, I love uh, legacy shows, because I love seeing how heroes grow and what the world around them grows as. And, like, you don't see a lot of... You don't see Dick in the show. You see him in some of the side comics, which Kyle Higgins run on Batman Beyond 2.0 is the digital comic. If you haven't read that, that's fantastic. Yeah, it really is. It's it, look, Everything that ties into animated series and beyond is going to be good. Yeah, because, yeah, Beyond does a lot in the way of, like, having some villains that are, you know, callbacks. Like, you still have the... Uh, the Royal Flush Gang, like they're really interesting. You see Mister Freeze again for a hot second; he's really interesting. You see the Joker's family, like which is terrifying. Yeah, no, uh, the Joker, the Joker's gang, and all the stuff that comes out of that uh, is so good and so deep that it became its own movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Return of the Joker, which is the yeah, which is that movie. Like, it's so. Like, it is very frightening what they do, where they take, if, A, watch that movie, I'm going to spoil the hecky out of it, for (laughs) those of you that aren't going to watch it. The idea in Return of the Joker is that that the Joker's back. That's frightening. And we don't know where he's come from. We don't know how he came back. Uh, And so, Bruce won't talk about what happened with the Joker. He's just going to find him. And so Terry goes and starts looking for Bruce's old teammates. He goes and hunts down, um, he goes to try to find Dick. He can't find Dick. And then he goes and he finds Tim Drake, the, the, Dick Bruce's Robin. And Tim tells him this horrible story about where Bruce, like, where he, Tim got kidnapped as he was a kid by, by the Joker. 
and the Joker would like, if I'm right, and correct me when I start getting wrong, would torment him and continue to like try to break him into be like into being like a, a joking a Joker type. It was it, it, they took the they took the Jason Todd story mm-hmm. and just like copy pasted Tim Drake onto it. Except that except that what Joker decided to do was, hey, if you can have a Robin, I can have a baby Joker. So I'm gonna break this kid's mind on top of breaking his body. Yes, and that's exactly, and like, it's terrifying because it's also like since he breaks Tim, he finds out who Bruce is, and like he, Joker says that he's just like, oh yeah, like I thought it would be something cool, but I guess you're just a scared little boy, and like it's insane, and it keeps building up, and Bruce gets to a point where he doesn't, he he can't, like. As he, it's one of the things that helped lead to him giving up being Batman. And yeah, because he lost Tim. Yeah, and like Tim's better now with rehabilitation, and it's there's so much that comes out of it. And Terry versus the Joker is great because one of the things that you know the Joker loves about Batman is that he doesn't laugh. He he, it's it's always a big thing. Like oh, let's make let's make Batman laugh. Let's try to get a, a funny out of him. But Terry is all about jokes. He's very much the Spider-Man Batman. Yeah, and like he, that's he's the making, best description of Terry is Spider-Man as Batman. Yep, he's making fun of like Bruce and like running around, uh, uh, making fun of the Joker and like jumping around him. And the Joker's getting really <laughs> pissed because he's like, "No, you don't make jokes at me. I make jokes at you." And it's so great. Like, uh, Beyond has so many great, great characters. You see, C- Police Commissioner Barbara Gordon who is awesome. You see Shriek, which is a great villain that I love, where, like, they control sound, and, like, that is a cool idea. See, I mean, at one point, Superman is a villain. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. I completely forgot that there was a Superman thing. Yeah, like, Terry has to basically go kryptonite punch him. It's real great. That's so good. There's, like, one thing that is a... even more interesting about this show is it gets it gets finished the show has an epilogue in a episode of justice league unlimited where like you see an adult terry now with a just old as bones batman like just like only thing that's keeping bruce from dying is his own like bitterness yeah and weirdly you see terry start to become that angry batman a little bit yep and we find out one of the reason why is because Amanda Waller, uh, the the person who leads Suicide Squad, Argus, she decided, you know what, there's always got to be a Batman, and this guy ain't gonna live forever, and so she went about causing that same tragedy, someone's parents to get killed and leave this kid an orphan to try to manufacture Batman's. Except she did it like a step more crazy. Mm-hmm. Took some of Batman's blood. And cloned a Batman, and then went, tried to set up a situation where his parents would get murdered in an alley. Yep. It's insane. And, like, that's insanely bogus. And poor Terry. Like, what the hell? Yeah, because he's got a mom, and a brother, and a fiancé, and a life. And suddenly it's just like, nah, you're just Bruce again. Yep, you are Bruce too. And I think the episode ends with him being like, I don't need to be that. Like, yeah, he goes and like starts up his life again, and is still Batman. And it turns yep. out he's Bruce to the Electric Boogaloo, and it's real great. Yeah, he he is more 
Dick Grayson like. Yeah, his... he really is, and I, I, I don't remember if he ever actually got to talk with Dick, but I not wish in the show. Oh. But in the in the comics, in the Kyle Higgins comics, I was talking about earlier. It starts after a small time skip, and you it's Terry solving problems and someone talking to him over the comms. And at the end of the episode, it's like, well, have you talked? Have you called him up recently? It's like, no, me and, me and Bruce don't talk anymore. And then it cuts to Dick Grayson with an eye patch. Old-ass Dick Grayson standing in like a, in a version of a cave. Just being like, he, you need to talk to him. He, he's not good at apologizing. And like that whole thing is Terry working with Dick. And then, like, them both coming to terms with the fact that Bruce failed them and will never apologize. Yeah, it's just like, Dick is the son and Terry is the grandson, which is yep. just a weird thing all around. And I know this all happened before Damien was a real person in the DC universe. Thank the Lord. Uh, but we don't actually have to deal with that little whiny brat, which is good. Because that would have just thrown wrenches in so many gears for this show. <laughs> It's it's a very tasty show and like it was made at a perfect time for for me personally. <laughs> oh yeah, man, this is a cyberpunk show. Like the bat suit, the new bat suit is amazing, and yeah. I got it's to sweet. get that. Yeah, I got to get that in Arkham City as like a download mm-hmm. thing, and that just made me ha- very happy. You go get that. Uh, what was it? Was it the, the NOS? You had to get like the NOS energy drink and it came with a code that you could use to get the Batman Beyond skin? Yeah, I think that was like the one time I've ever <laughs> bought a NOS. Ever. <laughs> Hopefully oh. the only time I ever will. Uh, so yeah. what's, what's going to be our next one that we're going to talk about? The next one is my absolute favorite Batman animated series. Let me introduce you to Batman Brave and the Bold. It's a very good series. It's so different. Every Batman up until this point has been locked in this idea that it needs to be dark, it needs to be gritty, it needs to be noir, and that's good. That is a valid Batman. But Brave and the Bull is fun. It's pulpy. It's like entertaining. Batman. Batman enjoys what he's doing, and it's. A, I think it's Diedrich Bradley Baker who does the voice. If I'm remembering correctly, let me. I think Both. that's right. Yeah, it's it's again a different yeah. Batman. Yeah, voice. it's a, again a different Batman voice. But the whole thing, it's colorful. You see every other like you see D and B list heroes. John DiMaggio's Aquaman is a big part of it. Oh, that like, Aquaman is amazing. Yeah, they have Green Arrow, Red Tornado, Aqua, uh, Black Manta, Blue Beetle, Plastic Man, Plastic Man with Tom Kenny, of course. Like everything is all over that show, and there are it's just so much more fun than anything else. And they even address it in one episode. There's a Batmite episode where Batmite pauses the episode and reaches through the fourth wall to a convention center with a bunch of people dressed in Batman. And it's so be like, well, why isn't this dark and gritty? And Batmite then goes on to tell both Batman and the viewer that while Batman dark and, is dark and gritty most of the time, and that is a valid form of Batman, the, the Cape Crusader can also be lighthearted, as at its heart, comics work for children. And so you need to get them into it, and also have it a fun for adults. There's nothing wrong with a happy Batman. And then it cuts back into the episode. It's really great. Like, honestly, it's a... It's got some of the best Batman interactions with other heroes. Like, Mm -hmm. even considering some some of the Justice League cartoons, even that, like, Batman's almost always just that, like, dour, distant presence. And in this one, he's just like, Hello, chum. Yes, 
He's silly and enjoyable, and it even has darker episodes. I, I watched two seasons on Netflix and then bought the third season on DVD because I love it so much. But, like, it gets to a point that's called, uh, in the pale, there's an episode called In the Pale Moonlight. I believe that's what it's called. But it's about him finding Joe Chill. And, like, throughout this entire time, you never see Batman out of costume until this episode when he has to come face to face with his parents' killer. Like, and it is a genuinely moving episode because it's one of those, like, I, I, it, it, it comes right up to that, I don't have to save you kind of thing. But if I remember correctly, he does. Like, it's still Batman, and he's still going to do the right thing, even though that is as close to, like, tearing apart him apart as a person that it can get. Yeah, no, and this is, like, it is, like you said, really bright, really fun, colorful, but it's still got, like, it's still Batman under there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still that broken kid who watched his parents die in an alley. Like, mm-hmm. he's still, has... he's still broken. Yep. And it, it has a, it has the metal men. There's an episode called Sidekicks Assemble, where it's Robin, Speedy, and Aqualad to team up to earn respect for the Justice League and stop Ra's al Ghul. Like, okay, that's so, cool. so proto Young Justice. Yes, proto Young Justice. Oh, I forgot Firestorms in it too. Like everybody is in this show, and it's stellar. Yeah, it's... like the whole gimmick is Batman plus other hero for most of the episodes. Yes. Because I believe in the, uh, it might not be in the 60s, but early comics, Batman Brave and the Bold, that line of comics was just superhero team-ups left and right. Yeah, and like, I think I think that's right. Yeah, a lot of the cold opens, I believe, were based off of comic covers from that time. And so it was just like, uh, like the 30 seconds to a minute of just like, action! And then it would go into the actual episode. And it, it was, was just, good stuff. Like, the, the Blue Beetle episode was amazing. Yep. Yeah. Cause it's just because Jaime's fantastic. I love the Blue Beetle so much. Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle is the best Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, no, this is a, this is another really just solid Batman show that knows what it's doing mm-hmm. and doesn't doesn't need to look over its shoulder and be like, "Hey, am I am I animated series enough for you?" Yeah, yeah. It it does it doesn't try to be animated series, but more so than the Batman, it it is something else. It takes more than just the goal of, I don't want to be this. It goes, I want to be this. And frankly, I haven't seen another Batman like this on the screen. Like, it is so deeply enjoyable for me. And it's, like, the kind of Batman I want to see more. Like, I am, part of me is very, very, very tired of, uh, of Angry Batman. And I just want to see the happy Yeah, no, I, I definitely understand that. It's, uh... We've we've had that dark and gloomy Batman for a long time, yeah. and uh, he can he can take a break a little bit. But <laughs> un- unfortunately, Justice League comes out next month, and we're not getting that. So oh, I'm I can't I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch that. When let me read to you a uh, description of one of the Batman Brave and the Bold episodes. Triumvirate of Terror. After the world's greatest baseball game against the Legion of Doom, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman face off against their archenemies, Joker, Lex Luthor, and Cheetah, who gain the upper hand by switching their respective opponents. That's that's good. It's got that's, a baseball game. It's got a three-person team-up. Superhero baseball game. That's just fantastic. There was a Wacky Races episode. Oh, there was, wasn't there? Yes. This show is just straight-up good. It is... Better than 
whatever DC is going to pump into your face at a movie theater. Instead of getting Justice League, just rewatch Batman Brave and the Bold. Oh, what a tasty show. This show is just very, very good. Like, it's got, it's got a, if I remember right, and it has been a while since I've watched any of it, it's got a, a decent Wonder Woman, but it's got a, they get Superman. Like, they've got a real good Superman. I'm, t- I'm trying to jump back and see who it is, because I believe I might not pop my head. It might be Tim Daly. Um, soup, 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 soups. Control F Superman. Um, well, and I mean, I mean, just like beyond the beyond the voice and everything. Like they, the way they characterize Superman is they get him. Yeah, he is just very. He's he's not not serious. He's he's a goober. He's just a good goober. He's exactly what you would imagine if you pictured a corn-fed boy from Kansas in the big mm-hmm. city. Yep. Like, that is who and what Superman is, not some grumpy, I'm a snap Zod's neck. We're talking about this cinematic universe too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're talking about that bull- Anyways, man, go watch Brave and the Bold too. Yeah, I highly, highly suggest Brave and the Bold. Even if you're not a Batman fan, like, if you want to know more about the DC universe, like Raven the Bull's a great, great place to start because it just gives you a little bit of like a like a ooh, here's a little sip of this, here's a little sip of this, and so you can establish like all these other characters. It's why my fiance's favorite characters are Blue Beetle and Red Tornado is because we met them in Brave and the Bold. Oh, absolutely! Like I did not, I did not really know who Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle was at all, mm-hmm. and I saw that episode and I was like, oh, I dig it. Well, I dig this a lot. I understand this boy. He's he's a very he's the best boy. <laughs> what what a good boy. Uh, so speaking of Jaime Reyes, in a very awkward transition, uh, we're gonna bounce over to our last one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about Ju- Young Justice. Young Justice is a stellar because it is a new youth show it's new teen titans and they're coming up with a new season of it which i can't wait for oh yes like i i think we need to preface uh this show is not intrinsically about batman mm-hmm. but batman does play in it pretty heavily so mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna get to the batman part of the show we just need to tell you about how good young justice <laughs> is so you go watch it right now it's another ensemble show, and it starts with just, I think, five individuals. It starts with Superboy, Robin, Aqualad, Miss Martian, and... Kid Flash. Kid Flash, thank you. I wanted to say Wonder Girl, and I knew that wasn't right. No, um, she jumps in in season two. They add yeah. Artemis yes. uh, a few episodes in, mm-hmm. who is then, one of the best creations they made on that show. Yeah, and then you see Speedy, our our boy Arsenal, running around as well, and he he doesn't want to be on this kid team. And then oh. the next season adds in a thousand other characters, and it's just this big kid team, and it's the best. That's where Jaime comes in. That's where you get Bart Allen. That's where you get Arsenal. To the Wonder fullest. Girl, uh, Batgirl, who yep. canonically has some sort of relationship with Dick Grayson, which is just awesome. It's beautiful, it's wonderful, and it's stellar. You get Dick as Nightwing, like, telling Tim as Robin one time, just like, hey, he's safe out there, like, really nervously when they're going to fight the Joker. Because, obviously, Jason has happened. Like, Yeah, Jason's suit is in one of those uh, memorial tubes in their Mm -hmm. base. Yep. So that means in this third season, like, I bet my bottom bottom dollar that we are going to get Jason Todd Red Hood. 
That's what oh. the example said. Oh, that'll be but that'll be heartbreaking. It'll be so good. It'll be oh, oh. So listen, uh, I, I think I think I feel pretty confident in saying that Riley and I could both yell about Young Justice <laughs> for hours. Uh, exactly. But what what this is the reason why you know we had talked about a couple of shows to fill this fifth spot, and the reason that I kind of wanted to go with the Young Justice one when you mentioned that was um, there's a scene. It, in uh, in the second season, where Batman, Super Superman, and Wonder Woman all have to leave to go mm-hmm. out into space, basically just get the big heroes out of here, so we can let these kids play. Um, yeah. that's that's the point of it, really. And like Superman is finally getting along with Superboy, who in this one is a very very angry boy who's a clone of Superman. Yes, um, and is just the best angry boy. He's a young, uh, mad child, and I love him. Yeah, he's great. And he and Supes are finally getting along, like, like almost adopted parent, adopted mm-hmm. child. A little bit brother, but more that yeah. parent relationship. And they're, they're getting along, and Superman's saying goodbye to him, and Wonder Woman and Wonder Girl are getting along really well. And, like, that's definitely clearly a mentor role. Yeah. But they say goodbye, <laughs> and then Batman looks at... Nightwing, Batgirl, and Robin, and it's basically like basically what it says is just like, don't f- fuck it up, and he leaves. <laughs> yeah, which like that's hilarious. And the other thing I love about it is like in the first season, Superman has got this clone son that's just thrust upon him, and he doesn't want it. And Superman, frankly, is a bit of a bad dad, and Bruce has to like pull him aside, and be like, oh, Superman, you need to, uh, you need to talk. You need to. He needs mentors. You need to be there for these kids because Batman is well trained in parenting. Which is look, it's genuinely weird. Is that like Batman is actually a very good dad? <laughs> it's so good. You would not expect Batman to be the one who would be good at this kind of thing. You'd expect Superman to be the one who's just like, oh, I got a kid now. All yeah, right, come I'll on, take son. him home to Ma Kent. It'll be fine. Yep. And it's just him, like, slightly panicking nonstop. Just like, um, uh, hi. And, like, Calm coming up there. with the most paper-thin excuses to fly away. <laughs> yeah, to fly away from his problems. Literally fly away. It's just the best. So, so Batman starts out as, you know, we, we start out with Robin is, um, Dick Grayson as Robin. Mm-hmm. And, like, like we mentioned, it's the Brave and the Bold thing, um, Robin, Aqualad, Kid Flash, and Speedy. So they're they they're trying to get into the Justice League and and the Justice League is just kinda like, yeah, no though. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Y'all are kids. I don't think you fit in here. We'll have a nice children's team. And and let's let's be real fair. What they end up doing is rebelling and making a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, like kids should. Yeah, no, it's perfect. And basically, the Justice League just, like, looks sideways at Batman and goes, handle this. <laughs> and he's just like, well, half of this is your problem, too. And then just, like, shrugs and tasks Red Tornado to be their their den mother. Yep, basically. But his, like, his whole deal in this is, I think, I think we, get a, we get a really good Batman here. Because what we get is, like, 90% distant mm-hmm. mentor. Mm-hmm. 
like disapproving father, distant mentor, and like five percent just. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you punch my son Dick Grayson in the face? Because now I'm going to end you. Don't talk to me or my thousands of sons ever again. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like that. That last five percent is just him going, Dick. Come on, just be cool, man. Just I'm trying here. Be cool. I do. I need you to meet me halfway, uh, please. Yeah, please. it's. I think it's probably the the version of Batman to me that's like the truest to how the Robins would see him. Yes, I agree. It's a very good picture of Batman from that angle. And that's not an angle that gets explored a whole lot. Like even in the comic books, that's not an angle of Batman we see a lot. Yeah. Like even in the the Robin specific comics, um, like even in like. Dick Grayson's comics, we don't see that view all the time. We usually just see him going like, oh, I want to be like Bruce someday, or more usually it's like, I hate that dude. <laughs> hey, what that guy? Yeah. And it's nice to actually see like the working relationship of a Robin that's not just mad at Bruce. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like, it, it explains how their relationship works from the Robin angle. With like, not painting Bruce in a bad light, but painting him in that, like, hey, yo, chill, like. <laughs> yeah, just like, like, you definitely, looking at him and knowing what's going on around it, you can definitely see, like, he's acting this way because he is concerned that his teenage son that he just kind of got saddled with is going to get punched in the face a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's real bad. That's real rough. Like... I don't think I would ever want a teenage child of mine to be punched in the face a whole lot, especially not if my parents had been murdered. <laughs> especially not if your parents had been murdered. Can you imagine? That'd just make it worse. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that they just leave Tim as our Robin in season three, and that they don't try to pull Damien into this, because otherwise it's gonna be really dumb. Well, they can't, they can't do a time skip this quickly, right? Like, they can't like do. Uh, another one, especially after how season two ended, I feel like there's so much right to be learned from there. Yeah. So much we, we should deal with with those heroes. And if they went further, what would be cool? What would be awesome? What would be great? You know, another Robin that you could pull from? You Stephanie know, another Brown. great idea? A spoiler who's already in the show? Yeah. That would yeah. be pretty no, no, great. No. But, but, my dudes, we get spoiler in season three, and Stephanie Brown is alive and well again, and I could not be happier. Mm-hmm. I could not be a happier boy, because Tim is on the team, and they're going to be in love and date, and it's going to be the best. Uh, who all are those new characters in the new Young Justice uh, season three character thing? We, uh, I'm oh. pulling it up the pictures right now. Right now. Because, I'm sorry, was this a Batman podcast? Let's talk about the cooler characters. Thank you. Uh, I mean, look, listen, listen. Batman. Static! Shock! I forgot about him! <laughs> he is it. There's Steph in that awesome costume. We see our boy Gar on the far right, Beast Boy. Back again, yeah. He's yeah. very good. Arsenal's, this, is, this is one of the best Beast Boys is in this show. Arsenal's looking metal as shit to, well, with his metal arm because he loses his arm. Yeah, there's Tim as Robin. Like, that's 100% what that is because he's got his hand on part. Looks like uh, Static and Bart become friends, which is awesome. Wonder Girl looks shredded. Like, she's cool as shit. Oh, yeah. No, this Wonder Girl is a very good Wonder Girl. Mm-hmm. Because she is she is an unabashed fangirl of Wonder Woman, and sometimes <laughs> it gets in the way. It's very good. It's what, uh, it's what we need in this dark, trying time. Yeah, listen. If the guys who did 
Young Justice could just like take over the DC movies and just make them better, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. But so, we do need to wrap up by talking about Batman some more in this, even though he's yes. like... Wait, Bat who? That's who Dick Grayson becomes, right? That one? I mean, eventually. <laughs> yeah, um, we're definitely, yes. We definitely did not ever talk about Dick Grayson as Batman because he hasn't really shown up as Batman in any of these animated shows yet. Not yet, not yet, but hopefully soon. Oh. We, can, we can only hope. All right, okay. All right. Batman is good, actually. <laughs> he, I, I love the movie. I love movies that he is in. I want him to be better in the movies. I want them to take some of this animated goodness and go, here are the good things, and put them into the movies. I want to see more Batman just in general. I haven't seen the new one, which is like that 3D kind of animated one. Oh, I haven't watched that either. The Batman Harley Quinn one? Yeah, like there's a lot of... I need to see that one. The I I watched Killing Joke, and it just made me very mad mm-hmm. for the whole thing, especially the way it ended and like the whole Barbara Batman relationship was just a little gross, very yeah. gross. Um, but yeah, listen, guys, Batman's real good when he's animated, and <laughs> when he's allowed to be more than just a grumpy man. Yep, he's allowed to not be a grumper. He's a gooder. All right. Well, that's, that's I think, going to wrap up this talk. Uh, listen, there's a whole well of Batman family <laughs> stuff that we're going to have to talk about at some point. Uh, it is. We'll just slowly make our way through the whole thing. I mean, I think I think we're nearing the point where we could probably have enough people to talk about, like, the ladies of the Bat family. Yes. Uh, well, we, got, we have Bluebird. We have Barbara. We have Cass. We have Steph. Steph. Like, that's four right there. And then we can talk about Batwoman. I don't know a ton about her. Or we can talk about Renee or um, the, what not the night nurse, but like uh, the doctor that Bruce works with. All oh, about. Leslie Tompkins, yes. Yep, yep, Leslie. Or or like we could, we could talk about Carrie. I, I'm not a huge Carrie Kelly fan, but like uh, there's more than enough wonderful people in that. Like, I, ooh, hell yes. <clears throat> Bat family. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk more about the Bat family down the road. So oh, uh, keep listening, Matt. and uh, that'll come down. Matt, quick! I'm sorry to do this to you. Uh oh. Do have we talked about Teen Titans? Like, what would your dream Teen Titans team be? Like five people on that team. Oh, I mean, look, it's very hard to get past like the OG Teen Titans. Like, mm-hmm. get me, get me some, get me Here, some. They're gone. You cannot oh. pick. Robin, Cyborg, Starfire, Raven, or Beast Boy. Oh no! Or why would you do? You this can to only me? pick one of them. You can only pick one. Oh well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Nightwing then. Mm-hmm. Night, right. Nightwing builds this team. Okay. Um. Uh, so, oh geez, who is even alive? Oh, we're gonna be playing playing in the uh, the Young Justice world for my brain here a little bit. Um, that's fine. That's fine. Okay, so we're gonna bring Artemis out of retirement. Gotcha. We're going to have Spoiler as the Robin stand-in. Like it? She's going to be Spoiler, but she'll be filling that role. Okay. Um, oh, no Beast Boy. That's very hard to fill a Beast Boy. <laughs> uh, okay, Jaime is on this team then. Yes. Very four. Uh, and and I think we're going to have we're gonna have uh, Wonder Girl. Wonder Girl? That's a good team. That's a very good team. Right? I think I, I, think I would go Robin... I think I would go 
I like Bunker a lot from the Ooh. New Teen Titans comics. Yeah. He's very cool. I think in my heart of hearts, I think Shazam. I think you'd put Captain Marvel in there because Billy is a kid. And I think if you turn, if you lean into that and actually let him be a kid, that would be very good. Yes, I like that a lot. I think then, I you already took Steph, so I can't. I'm not take. I'm not putting her on my team. But I, I mean, think, look, I'll put Steph on any team that I can ever do ever. <laughs> a million teams going from here into the horizon. And and <laughs> and if she's on that team, then I mean, she'll just like. Tim will show up even if he's not part of the team. <laughs> he'll just show up with dinner and like. <laughs> yeah, he'll be he'll be team dad. It'll be great. That's so good. That's just so very good. Um, I think new Wally West. I like him a lot. Oh, oh, the one that came back or the um the, like the the um the one the new fifty two Wally West, not the okay. not the post crisis Wally West. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, no, new Wally West is very good. He's very good, and then. Pair that with uh, the new Super. Oh, I want to put new Superboy. I put actual Superboy. Like actual I put, Superboy. I put, I put Connor Kent. Yeah. on there as well. Okay, that's very yeah. New Superboy is too much of a buddy with Damien. Like, yeah, they they need that. to be teamed up, and I love I love that dynamic. God, it's good. It's very yeah. Listen, it's very good because there's there's definitely like a really snappy Superman line where he's just like. Yeah, but listen, we're not doing anything that Bruce does ever. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh-huh. well, he, he is not our parenting role model because he lets his son go out, all of his sons go out and vigilante all the time. Yep, that's not, that ain't a good plan, Lucifer. That ain't a good one. Uh, anytime, anytime that Superman can sass Bruce is just perfect. <laughs> it's very good. I love it a lot. Yes. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming on again. Oh, I love being on here. I, it, I'm coming for that crown. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you online, Riley. You got, y'all can find me at Alien Happy Hour. We do podcasts over there. Uh, we do sketches. Uh, we do YouTube Let's Plays. Me and Alan Sells, friend of this show, friend of my show, are doing a project on every Monday, where we are playing the Legend of Korra video game for every week for the next calendar year. We're just doing an hour. Every single week for a year of Legend of Korra. And boy, it's it's already starting to get to us. We missed last week, so we're doing two hours tonight, and I just... Oof. Oofa doofa. I, y'all are very brave. Um, <laughs> that's but, that's um, about all that can be said there. Otherwise, uh, I'm also... Right now, if you go check out Adventure on the One Shot Podcast Network, I am playing Cassie in Ani- in their Animorphs podcast. So check that out, because that's also very fun. Nice. Yeah, oh, right. Oh, I'm at Rev Rybread on Twitter. There we go. That. There's the last piece. <laughs> that's the one. All right. Well, Riley, thank you once again for coming on. And uh, everybody else, see you next week. You can find us on the internet at fifthdraw.com. Follow us on Twitter at FifthDraw, or email us at social at FifthDraw.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Matt Hoodley. If you enjoyed this episode, why not give us a rating and a review, or maybe tell a friend? Getting the word out helps us immensely. Our music is Arcade Montage by Lee Rosevere and can be found at the Free Music Archive. That's all for this week. We hope you'll join us next week for another episode. And hey, thanks for listening.